0: Podcast. Lou, what's up? Yeah, what's going on, man? You good?
1: Yeah. Cool, cool. So, um we're going to start from the beginning. We've had some technical difficulties, but thanks Lou for joining me. He's uh he's out in Pittsburgh right now, and um I'm way up in Maine, in the middle of the state, in the middle of nowhere, but um <laughs> Basically, you moved from Jamaica Queens about six months ago, and uh, is that a huge change for you? Is it like a lot more peaceful and quiet,
0: or is it basically you're you're still in the middle of the city? Nah, nah, it's um it's different out here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, well, I mean, like the area where I live at is is quiet. You know what I'm saying? Is it's, you know I haven't had any issues since I've been over here. But to me, it kind of reminds me of like a little mini New York City because you know it has a city area with the buildings and shit like that. It ain't really too big out here in Pittsburgh like that, but it's, it's it's cool. And then the cost of living is different from New York City. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a nice little difference. It's definitely a nice little difference. And it's about yeah.
1: half hours away. It's funny. Like, I don't really know much about Pittsburgh, but when it comes to mind, like the thing that I think of is either Hershey or like uh, Mac Miller and mm-hmm. uh, Wiz Khalifa. And mm-hmm. um, I, I forget who else is from there, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know much about that state. It's not really too much going on there. It
0: seems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was another dude. Um, I forgot his name. He was from Pittsburgh, a rapper. Um, he actually got killed. And um, I met somebody out here. I was, she was staying in a projects where he got killed at, but I forgot his damn name, but he was, he was from Pittsburgh as well. And um, I've always known that Wiz Khalifa and Mac was from Pittsburgh, but I didn't know which part of Pittsburgh and, since i moved out here i found out exactly which parts of pittsburgh they're both from so that was like, okay that's pretty dope i, I didn't you know i didn't know about all that uh mac Miller's from some, some kind of jewish neighborhood out. oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah so um you were saying that really the the most well-known rappers from jamaica queens are 50 cent and lost boys mm-hmm. of course and um because i didn't really know anything about jamaica queens and i i, I just looked it up today and and just saw it's, it's just like a small section of queens like a few blocks um or i mean it's, it, it's
0: probably bigger than it looks on the map yeah 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 it's, it's it's pretty i mean it's it's not that big like that but it's bigger than just a few blocks you know what i'm saying but um yeah jamaica queens you know that that's why i came up at. you know 50 cent you know he put it on the map back around 2002 2003 so when
1: you were growing up was hip hop
0: just like everywhere like mm-hmm. everyone was into it
1: and Mm-hmm. you know you, you're hearing about all the, the like the huge name queens rappers and stuff
0: yeah yeah i mean it was it was all over it was all over new york city because you know back when when i was growing up i was born in 88 man so i was coming up in the 90s in the 90s you know new york city was on top it wasn't just queens you know what i'm saying it was people from brooklyn you had jay-z you had people from the bronx you had big pun you know uh uh dmx he was from um i think mount vernon you know what I'm saying. You had the locks and all that coming from Yonkers. Like it was, you know, New York City was on top back around that time when I was coming up. But funnily, I, I funny, I, I wasn't really as a kid. I, you know, I, I was, you know, in the cartoons and shit like that, man. So I wasn't really in the rap when I was like five, six, seven years old. You know what I'm saying? But um, it was around then though. It was real big when I was coming up. Still is. Um, did you ever get a chance to see like Nas or Mob D
1: perform anywhere around there? Nah,
0: I never saw them perform. But um, I know Nas has like a restaurant. Um in Queens, like not too far from Queensbridge area. I forgot the name of the restaurant <clears throat> excuse me, I forgot the name of the restaurant. But I never met Nas in person. Nah. Uh, I've met I've met, you know, um I've met Lupe Fiasco in person, but you know, Lupe Fiasco's from Chicago. But right. I met I I met a few rappers, but I never met Nas though. It would be dope if I if I was to meet him though.
1: Yeah. So you were saying you um you started rapping in, like in your early twenties?
0: When I was twenty one.
1: Yeah. So, um, is there anything really that you feel like inspired
0: you to do that? Like, did you hear like an album or a song, and you're just like,
1: "Oh shit, I need to do this"?
0: Um, nah, man. I was going through some shit with one of my exes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was kind of like it was it was a mixture. I guess you could kind of say it's a combination of both. I mean, at that time, 2010 is when I started rapping. So, like around that time, if you remember, um, you know, Rick Ross had the fucking uh, the, what's that shit that he dropped the album, um, the um. Teflon, Maybach, you know,
1: Maybach music or something, or not, oh, no, not it's te- the label?
0: Teflon Don shit. He had te- he had Teflon Don out. Eminem was doing his thing. I think with the um, uh, the, the shit that was after the Relapse album, uh, 2010. I think Wayne was still doing his thing. Drake had kind of just came out at the time with Nicki Minaj and all that. So, um, to be honest with you, man, like when I started rapping around that time, I kind of in a sense had the same style that I got now, but at the same time I was kind of trying to like follow along what they was doing, like the mainstream. The mainstream shit so i had like a lot of a lot of rom books that i went through that was trash you know what i'm saying like i didn't rap the way i rap right now i i kind of did but not exactly so yeah kind of following along what they was doing so i was you know i was going through shit with my accent at the same time hearing you know hearing their music so and i you know like i said i was around other people that rap so i was like you know what i could probably take the, the issues i'm going through in life and put that shit into a rom and see how the shit worked out see how it works out and it and it actually worked so
1: you remember what the name of your first song you ever recorded was?
0: Uh <laughs> it was a song called it was a song called Sladey's bitches. Oh. That's <laughs> a good name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It was, it was trash though, man. It was it was I was like I said I was going through something with my ex, so it was a song me about dissing dissing females yeah, and shit like being that. Being
1: angry. Mm-hmm. Um I want to give a shout out real quick
0: uh to Big O.
1: He's um he sends me a lot of songs. I do a radio show um every Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And he's been sending me a lot of songs. And um he saw a post of mine. I was saying uh that I had an opening this Thursday and, and he said I should interview you right away. Like within seconds, it seems like he hit me up about it. Word. And um it I was looking on your Spotify. You guys have a lot of you have a lot of songs you've done with him. Pretty much every song on your Spotify is with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, me and Big uh, Open
0: Rocking for a minute.
1: So, um, you got you said
0: you have a an album coming out with them? Yeah, yeah. Um it's 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 supposed to be out either late this month or early next month. You know what I'm saying? It's called Um Journey of Choices, Awakening Mind. Journey of Choices and Awakening Mind that's gonna be out. And um it's about twelve tracks on there. And um the little situation I told you about earlier as far as the woman that I moved out here with to pennsylvania uh you know whenever you get a chance to check the album out once it's officially released you'll you'll find out about that situation you know once you check it out but uh yeah it's coming out it's coming out
1: now it looks like um where was i looking i think i was looking on your twitter um you had another album come out with big o like around 2017
0: yeah the south side of things
1: um are those available anywhere online? Because um, he mm-hmm. was saying he wasn't sure if you have a, a SoundCloud or, or a Bandcamp.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that album is definitely. I believe it's on Bandcamp. I, it's, it's it's definitely on Apple Music. Um, I believe it is on Bandcamp. Um, the SoundCloud I'm not too sure. I, I think um, because the first track that we dropped off of the South Side of Things, I believe it was No Holdbacks and No Holdbacks. That that track was on SoundCloud because that around me and me and Big O, I think we met man like around 2015, 2016, something like that, and um we dropped the South Side of Things in 2017, and um like I said, the lead single was No Holdbacks. I believe that was on SoundCloud, and then the actual project that ended up on you know Apple Music, I believe it's on Bandcamp, and um yeah, it's it's, it's it should be on that as far as as far. Did I'm you meet Did you meet him in person? No, I never met him in person yet, but we definitely gonna um we definitely gonna link up soon. I never met him in person yet.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was I was thinking because um I know he lives overseas right now Mm -hmm. for the last few years, and um I've never met him in person either. But I mean, he's he's one of these people I've become friends with just through social media, you know. So Mm -hmm. seems like a good guy, and um Mm -hmm. he's a really good producer, you know. Um uh that Big O and uh, P Rob album.
0: Yeah, fire. I don't know if you listen
1: to that, but it's been getting a lot of uh, really, really good reviews and feedback, and um, mm-hmm. you know they just killed it on that.
0: I've listened to that album four times.
1: Do you have a favorite Big O beat? Whether it's one that he's given
0: you, or for on someone else's project. Um, hmm. My favorite Big O beat, probably right now, is probably um. I mean like as far as like what he's done altogether, I can't think of one. But as far as like like what comes at the top of my head right now that I could think of like one of his most recent joints is probably the preordained. That's that's the shit that's the lead single that we uh dropped from the project we got coming out now. The preordain is definitely one of my favorite beats from Big O. Cause he's elevated. He's elevated as a producer. He's elevated. His beats was always fire, but you know, he's elevated. And I think I've done the same thing as an artist. Cause I wasn't even I don't know if you heard the South side of things, but <clears throat> I've definitely no, I haven't. Yeah, like I'm not the same artist as I was in 2017. Like the you know, the um the subject matter, the flow, um just the person who I am in general is not the same from you know around that time. So we've definitely both elevated as music artists.
1: Now, do you plan on doing any type of uh, release party, whether it's online or in person?
0: Um, haven't thought about it. I mean, that's something I could talk to Big O about.
1: Yeah, because I mean. Um I don't know if anything's open, you know, in your area but mm-hmm. um I feel like things are slowly opening up and and like you're seeing people do shows here and there. Mm-hmm. Live. Have you done any uh live stream things at all during the last
0: year? Nah, man, I haven't done no live stream. I haven't done any kind of music performance like you know, it's it's been a while, man. The last time I, you know, was on stage rocking, I say about maybe shit 2016 2017 around that time because i was kind of off and on and I, I, i've i been through so much shit <clears throat> with this music stuff i it, you know it's been there's been a few times where i kind of gave up on it and was just tired of the bullshit so um that's why it's kind of been so long since me and Big O did something like i said 2017 was the, the first joint that we dropped and um Big O actually hit me up sometime last year and was like yo man you know i know you know you know i know what you said and all that and you know you're not really feeling what's going on but yo like you know we got to do something man we got to I was like, all right, man, cool, you know, and I, I wasn't really in the right state of mind, you know. Um, well, wow, that's cool that he talked you into it, kind of. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually glad that he did, man, because I was I was going through shit, and a lot of, you know, I had a lot of things to talk about, you know what I'm saying, and what's, what's funny about it is when we when we first decided to start working on this project, um, you know, I was like, all right, cool, you know, just send me the beats and so-and-so-and-so, so so I had to, like, you know, I was... I, i had to tell him like yo like i i gotta you gotta give me another beat man I, i'm not the shit is whack i'm not in the right i'm not in the right state of mind so he you know he actually we had we did a lot of editing with this project and he had to like re like send me different beats and i had to you know rewrite to him and all kind of shit so on um, but i think once the project is out i think you guys would definitely enjoy it i think you guys would definitely enjoy the project i know you guys fuck with um the preordained and avenue the aspects yeah does does big ol is he like a master
1: um networker or something because he seems to like just know tons of people online
0: yeah he met a lot of people man from his beats you know what i'm saying from from hard work a lot of people like hit him up you know the songs they end up on different different platforms and people hit him up like yo i'm gonna you know, fuck with your beat and this that and the third and yeah so he's definitely met a lot of people from doing that networking you know he's out you know like like you said he's overseas <clears throat> and i think he, he yeah he's always he's always out there like meeting different people man all the time he's met there's a few people that he's met that he's told me about um i think he met some people from um I think it was the far side. I think it was the far side he told me about, like a couple years back or something like that. You, you had to ask him about it, but I, I believe it was mm-hmm. somebody from the far side. But um, yeah, he, he, he definitely knows a lot of people, for sure.
1: Yeah, ever since um, he got my email, I've been getting tons of uh, tracks from people from like England and, and areas like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's really good. I appreciate it a lot. But um, with this album, did you actually make it like being
0: quarantined or or during 2020 is that when you started nah we made this album this year 2021 like he, he like I said he he hit me up last year about it and we decided in 2020 that alright cool we're gonna mm-hmm. fuck with it but I wasn't in the right state of mind so you know actually I'm lying the first the first the preordained that dropped late 2020 so I did record that I recorded that in 2020 but everything else was um, was 2021 you know what I'm saying so um yeah yeah how was it um, for you in
1: Jamaica Queens with the um, with the uh, virus going around and like the pandemic
0: stuff? Were you were you just completely inside for nah three, like, months? Or anything? To be honest with you, man, I was still outside. I'm not gonna lie to you, man, because the way I, <laughs> the way I looked at, it, I was like, yo, listen, man, you know, um, this this virus, you know, not to sound ignorant or nothing like that, but I was like, yo, listen, man, if you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it. You can't I, I can't stay like cooped up in the house. And plus, I was a um I was a uh, um what do you call it um the people that had to go to work, an essential. I was an essential worker, uh, you oh, know, so yeah. I couldn't stay in the house anyway. You know what I'm saying? So um, I was outside, man, I, and I never got sick. You know, thankfully, I never got sick. And, you know, New York City was the epicenter of this shit. You know, when when COVID first was was around, um, New York City was the epicenter, and um, I never got sick, man. I was outside. You know, I still had my friends. I was, you know, I was hanging out with, you know, Harlem, Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn. I was everywhere, man, and I never got sick. Wow. Mm-hmm. So driving around, like, did you, did you, um, did it seem
1: weird? Like, were the streets actually really empty? Like, they were hanging on the news. The streets was
0: very empty. It was definitely weird. I've never got home from work so fucking fast in my life. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy, man. Because nobody. It was a fucking ghost town. It was a ghost town. And I remember this one night, I was chilling with one of my homegirls, and um, I was teaching her how to drive. And um, it was like two o'clock in the morning, and we literally stopped in the middle of the highway to switch seats because there was nobody outside. That's crazy. Yeah, it was. It was definitely crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, six months ago, things weren't really opening up too much back then, were they? Or was it still pretty quiet when you left?
0: Um, Well, right before I left, nah, things was actually opening back up. As far as like the movie theaters and the gyms and shit like that, I'm not too sure. But like they did start reopening certain stores, like, you know, tattoo shops. I think the malls were starting to reopen again, the nail salons and the hair salons and shit like that. Because um, I left, I left New York City in August. I think it was in August when I left of 2020. It was in August. And around that time, yeah, things was things were starting to open back up. They were. Yeah.
1: Now I noticed um, on one of your older releases, you actually linked up with Skies You a track. How did that come about?
0: um my boy Maze, my boy Maze, he's another producer he's from washington state i don't know if you know about him he's a dope ass producer as well me and Maze been rocking together since 2010 he hit up sky zoo um i think on instagram or some shit like that and he was like yo man like yo we would like to do a song with you and this that, and the third surprisingly he got back to him he linked it i met sky zoo for the first time in 2012 at crosby collective in manhattan cool dude you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we did the song together. The first song that me and him did together was called I Fly. That was off of me and Maze's project. Um, I think that was Life Through a Broken Hourglass. That came out in 2012. Did you and him do two albums together, Maze? Me and Maze did about, I think, three. Three or four we did. The first joint we did was... Um, Let's obliterate the universe, which is which is what my name stands for. That's what the L.O.U. means. Let's obliterate the universe. That's the acronym. So let's obliterate the universe. Volume one was the first project that me and Maze put out. Second project was the joint I just told you about with Sky Zoo, Life Through a Broken Hourglass. Third project, I think it was called um, Devil in the Clouds, which was the last project that me and Maze dropped. And um, after that, that's when I kind of like started falling back from the music scene. And then me and Big O met not too long after that. And then me and him had did the South Side of things.
1: So it looks like, um, I mean, you and Big O, you have this really good chemistry working together. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone else, um, production-wise, that you plan on working with in the near future? Or is it just going to mainly be Big O right I now? I mean,
0: right now, you know, Big O's my boy, man. So, you know what I'm saying? It really doesn't matter to me, man, to be honest with you. Like, if somebody wants to work with me in the future, I don't mind working with them. As long as, you know, I fuck with the beat. As long as, you know, um, it's something that fits me, then I, you know, it really doesn't matter, man. Um it doesn't really matter too much but me and Big O've been rocking for a few years so you know what I mean it's, you know that's pretty much what it what it's been for like shit, since 2015 2016
1: so um since this new album's done it's going to be out really soon are you already working on another one
0: nah i'm not working on another one man this 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 project right here I, you know this, it gets real personal and um, I put I put my life into this shit, you know what I'm saying. And I definitely want people to dissect it, you know, once they check it out. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have already done that with "Avenue" the aspects, you know, because that that track right there is my my favorite uh, track off the album. I tell I tell Big O that shit all the time, and that shit like before we released it, and when he, when we when he sent the day, but I was like, yo, this shit this shit is fire. So like you know, and I I put my my all into this project. I'm not working on nothing else. Um, <clears throat> You know, maybe, maybe later on in the near future, who knows? But as of right now, no, this is my last project. So
1: you're not like, um, probably not someone that just feels like they have to write every
0: day and have like a daily, you know, lyric writing ritual. No, I feel like I've elevated, man, to my highest point right now. You know what I'm saying? I've been writing, like I said, since 2010 and I've elevated. So like, I don't have to you know what i'm saying i don't have to write every day to keep myself like before i recorded the preordain. um i haven't been in the booth in like i think over a year the last the last track that me and Big O had put out before the preordain was isolated and i was featuring franny l i don't know if you heard that but that's a dope ass I, I don't believe yeah that's a dope ass track and that ended up kind of taking off <laughs> and um like i i don't i don't i don't fall off when it comes to this music shipment it's like i said i I, I'm, I come from a family full of music artists so it's, it's in my blood so I could be out the studio for like a year and a half, two years, and I won't. I'll still, you know, I won't lose my touch, man. So, I don't have to write every day. Yeah. Um. Were you surprised by the response? Avenue of the aspects
1: has been getting because I've been just seeing that. Track yeah, man.
0: Were. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. Yes and no. Because I told, I told Big O, I said, "Yo, this shit is a classic." You know what I'm saying? But I'm used to not getting the rec, the the, the, the kind of recognition that I'm supposed to get. You know what I'm saying? So. I knew in my heart that the song is fire. I'm like, yo, this shit, this shit is, this shit is hard. But I didn't think it was gonna do. I didn't know it was. You know what I mean? I didn't know. And then I, I saw on um a blog, somebody rated that shit a five out of five, and I, I was I was mm. kind of shocked, but but not really because I could I did I told him that I said, yo, this shit this shit is a classic. But I didn't think you know somebody else would you know would consider that a classic as well. So yeah, you know, yes and no. You know, in my heart, I know it, it was a classic track, but I didn't know that people was going to, you know, fuck with it on that level like that. But that's that's fire, though, that they do.
1: Do you think that being from New York kind of was a disadvantage for you, like in terms of not
0: getting recognized as much as you'd like? Um, Because there's so many people that rap there. Probably, probably. But I was, you know, I was put in a situation, man, where I could have been on, man. You know, people just, you know people are fucked up, man. You know, people that I've been connected with, you know, told me, you know, told me things and was like, you know, yeah, you know, I got you and whatever, nothing ever went down, man. So, you know, I, I had to kind of like, you know, stray away from that. I don't like being around phony people. So it is possible that, you know, maybe I was, you know, I was from New York, whatever, but I was just around the wrong people that, you know, whatever There was, it was, it wasn't really about nothing and nothing ever really took off the way I wanted it to. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Now I noticed that, um, I forget, oh, it's on Spotify in your bio. It says your influences, the main ones are uh, Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, Eminem, and Tupac. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick, who do you think is
0: the most skilled out of those five? Lyrically? Well, as an artist. Lyrically. Lyrically, lyrically in my opinion, I would say Nas, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, especially Nas on Illman. Exactly. I think he was, he's, I mean, you can't really get more. More Illmatic than and it was written. I feel that it was written was probably his best album to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, well, for me, I, I was actually just telling someone this the other day. Um, <clears throat> for me, like where, right when I heard Illmatic, not long after it came out, it was my favorite album ever at that point, and it has been mm-hmm. since. And so, for me, when I heard it was written, I just it it was a letdown for me because I was expecting like something like Illmatic or better, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. And then uh, especially like, I think the worst song by far on that album is the Dr. Dre song, <clears throat> mainly because of, cause of the singing on the chorus. I just, I can't stand it. And um, I so, I mean, for me, I just, I was listening to a lot of really underground stuff at the time and, and that just, mm-hmm. I I couldn't, I don't know. I just really was disappointed. But now looking back on it, I do see that it is, a really great album.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it was written. To be honest with you, it was written. Was probably one of the now. Nah, it, it was. It was for sure. Matter of fact, it was one of the first albums that I listened to as a kid before I really, really started getting into rap like that. Because, like I said, coming up, I was. You know, I mean, I was a kid. I was in the cartoons and going outside playing tag and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But when I, when I started getting into rap it was written for sure it was one of the first albums i started checking out that's why Nas is definitely and i didn't realize how good of a fucking lyricist Nas was until i got older until about when i hit like 19 years old and i used to listen to um biggie and tupac every day like you know i used to listen to them guys all the time but one time like you know I, I, I was, let, me, let me listen to some Nas, and the shit his wordplay and vocabulary skills man and his profoundness was just fucking crazy i was like this dude is this dude was the truth so um I kind of always wanted to be like that, man. I've always wanted to be an artist to where like, you know, cause I, I I've been through a lot of things in life. So I, I always, I always try to be an artist that say some shit that's like comes off as deep and it kind of makes you think about what the fuck I just said. And I like that kind of shit. Right. So I love artists like that.
1: Um, let's see. I was, uh, reading about, um, the write up on South side of things. And it says that your parents weren't happy about you rapping. Is that still the case? Do they still feel like it, you're kind? They said that they they wasn't happy about me rapping. Yeah, I I, I looked it up. Um, <clears throat> I must have been on your Twitter. It, it was an old article, probably from two thousand seventeen or something. But that's oh, what it no. said. It
0: Said your parents weren't happy about you rapping. Nah, I don't I don't know about that article there. Nah, nah. I I got a I got a song on um the south side of things called Meet the Parents, and um I was going through something. Yeah, it mentioned that
1: song. Okay. Okay. It it said it said that you had mentioned it basically on that song.
0: Nah 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 nah. nah. Maybe they misinterpreted, they misinterpreted it, whoever it, wrote Yeah, the, uh, the writer. Yeah. It's all good though. But now nah, meet meet the parents. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, like I said, the South Side of Things came out in 2017. Um, I actually, to to be honest with you, I moved out of Queens in 2015. Right, I moved out of Queens in 2015, and I moved to the Bronx. And um, when I moved to the Bronx, that's when I recorded. That's when I started recording the South Side of Things. And at that time, I wasn't talking to my parents because we had, you know, we had like yeah. a big fallout. So I made that song, you know, talking about that, the situations that we went through around that time. But then, you know, we, you know, I, I decided to, you know, uh, start talking back to them after a couple of years. We had we had stopped talking for two years. And I was like, you know what, you know, um, I'm going to have to just put all this shit to the side, man, and start talking to my parents again. Because, you know, like you, you only get one father and you only get one one mother. So I said, you know what? I I just just put that shit to the side and I'm glad I did because my father ended up passing away during this COVID shit and I'm glad we made amends before that shit went down man and my father wasn't really well for like you know for years so I said you know what let me just put that shit aside but that's what that shit was about meet the parents it wasn't about them being unhappy that I was rapping nah not at all Do you have a
1: favorite song of yours like if someone says hey I want to hear a track that you made what would
0: you have another aspects. Besides it's that, real name.
1: Okay, I'm gonna have to listen yeah. to that track. <laughs> Real name, word <clears throat> up. Um, if you had an unlimited budget, what producer would you want to work with? If you had to, if you're, if you had the choice of like anyone in the yeah. world, do you have a favorite? Producer? I don't have a
0: favorite producer. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of Knife Wonder because he has like really soulful beats. I like um DJ Premier, you know what I mean? Cuz he has soulful beats as well. I mean I'm 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 you know what I mean? Like my my music is a you know, it's about feeling, you know what I'm saying? Like when you hear my shit, you know, it it draws out certain emotions. But if I would if I were to pick one right now, to a producer that I would like to fuck, just to keep it up to be honest with you, I would say Harry Fraud. Fuck it. I would say Harry Fraud. Or, yeah, cuz I've been oh, I've yeah. been bumping a lot of Benny the Butcher. <laughs>
1: yeah, I love I love Griselda
0: uh i think benny the butcher is the best me too. In zelda me in too opinion. me too i
1: actually just saw um he has a joint album with 38 mm-hmm. special coming up yeah i show. fuck with
0: 38 special too he, he he got he has some nice beats as well yeah i fuck with 38 special he's dope
1: i was thinking um i don't know it seems like the last year or two like new york is like coming mm-hmm. back or even just like um like underground hip-hop like um I feel like it, Griselda has a lot to do with it. I feel like they inspired a lot mm-hmm. of people. And, uh, like, as a result, like, skills are really coming back in a big way. Like, a lot of these, um, like, fake rappers, like, like you see that the young kids listen to, you know, the ones that, will, like, wear dresses or, or rap people out and stuff, yeah. like, they, I think they're, you know, like, they're fading away really fast, luckily. And, um, you know, people are getting really into it. You know the guys like Thirty Eight Special and, and Benny and stuff like that. Well, you
0: know what it is. Um, I don't know if you know about Troy Av yeah, and very, very, yeah, very yeah. funny that I bring him up because he, he was actually talking about this years ago and um, he kind, he he might have worded it wrong because it, it kind of brushed people the wrong way at the time when he said it, but he actually did make sense. I think, I think um, what's going on is like um, hip hop like we're in twenty twenty one, so like hip hop is nowhere near the same. Is how it used to be back in the 80s and the 90s and all, even the early 2000s. So now you got like different subgenres of hip hop. You got like you know you you might not necessarily call it hip hop because you might have like a Kendrick Lamar, you might have like a Benny the Butcher, you might have like a Pusha T, or like a Lupe, or like a fucking um, uh, 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 what's his black thought. You have different you have different kind of or let's let's say let's say somebody like Lil Uzi Vert or something like that. Even though I, I might not listen to Lil Uzi Vert. But you have like different sub-genres of rap now, to where you have like you might have the lyricist, you might have the 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 fucking coked out rapper, you might have the gay rapper. Like it's 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 so weird now in 2021. You got all these different subgenres, and it's like everybody got their own taste of like what kind of hip hop they like to listen to, if you even consider that hip hop. So like that's what Troy Av was talking about years ago. He was talking about like that kind of sh- that kind of shit is coming into coming into effect, and I and I see it, you know, because um. You know, guys like me and you, we may we may not consider somebody like um, like uh, like I don't know, uh, what's this guy's name that made um, let, let let's let's say the baby or something like that. The baby, the baby is not like a Nas or like a Jada Kids. But, you know, somebody that listens to the baby or, that you know, that kind of shit, they might consider them a rapper because that's that's the kind of shit that they listen to. Like, you have a lot of people out here, like the younger generation, too. They're not necessarily into, like, a Kendrick Lamar or, like, a J. Cole. They, they rather listen to some turnip shit. And to them, they feel that that's rap, whatever the case. So that's kind of what Troy Yav was talking about with the different subgenres and shit like that. So, it's, you know, as far as, like, you know, I, I feel that... Um, like the, the the sound from the '90s, the New York sound, it never left, man. It's, it's just it just I, I feel like the mainstream, it just like it, it just went away from the mainstream side of things, man. It died down because you know back in the day, you know New York City was on top, you know Jay Z was on top, DMX was on top, Big Pum was on top. You know what I'm saying the times have changed, and now that that shit is no longer the sound. But I don't think it ever left, man. Benny the Butcher and all them guys, they just you know they just like I guess like um, it's like a rebirth, I guess if you want to call it that, but. You know, and you got guys like Sky Zone yeah. and shit like well,
1: that too. The thing I like about Griselda and um, like a lot of the artists associated with them is they they give a lot of um, props and respect to the mm-hmm. old school artists and like they'll do tracks with them and you, you have no idea who's ever going to be on one of their mm-hmm. albums, you know, that's a me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the newer, like the younger artists, like there's some of them that have been like, oh yeah, who cares about like uh, Tupac or, right. or Biggie, like.
0: Like they don't, they don't really respect their pioneers or know the exactly. History at Exactly, and that's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You have, you have a lot of the younger cats that's like that. They don't, they like. You have a lot of younger cats. They know nothing about Tupac. They know nothing about Biggie. They don't even know nothing about the Lost Boys, like you mentioned earlier. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like it's just yeah. Like, it's the times, man. It's like it's very different now. When it like you know times was different back then. I don't know. That's that's just how it is, man. So you're gonna have like people that fuck with people like Benny. You're gonna have people that fuck with people like, uh, you know, like Lil Uzi Vert and Lil Mosey and shit like that. It's like it's like different subgenres of rap now. Then you got the fucking drill rap. You got people like like um, like uh, Favio Foreign and you know Pop Smoke, RIP. You know shit like that. The the drill shit that people like to listen to. So it's like all different kind of subgenres now, man. So it's you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I was born in 1980, so I'm 40, yeah. and um, like growing. Growing up listening to hip hop in the early nineties, it's like um, you know, I could go back and get like a Eric being Rock Him tape or Boogie Down Productions from like eighty seven mm-hmm. or eighty eight and I felt like that was super old school even being like in ninety three. Right. You know, five years later, it it was so different, you mm-hmm. know, and um I, I felt like even back then, like in the nineties, I felt like Rock Him was so old. Yeah. And now it's twenty years later. Right, right. You
0: know? Yeah, definitely, man. It's, it's it's like one thing I've learned about music is very fast, man. Like it's very, it, it's hard to be relevant. Like I, I like, and that's why I like I give props to people like Jay Z and like even even Drake, man. Like Big O, he's not really a, he's not a fan of Drake at all. I fuck with Drake, but I think the reason I fuck with Drake, well, one reason I I fuck with Drake is because I feel that it's hard, like how you just said it. it everything is so fast with music. Um, it's hard to stay relevant as a music, especially if you're in the hip hop genre. If if you, you want to consider Drake hip hop, whatever the case, but if you're in the rap genre, it's hard to stay relevant for for you know for for that amount of time. because people that their minds are so damn fickle, they're always ready for something new. You know, you could come out in twenty twenty one, two thousand twenty three. Nobody might not care about you no more, man. So like, it, it just it's it's not easy to stay musically relevant, and um and and, and not you know no. in the rap business. So. You know what I'm saying, but yeah, that's just that's how it is, though. That's how it is. Yeah. Um.
1: Let's see. Um. Do you do you listen to a lot of um stuff like do you do you try to stay up on like the new hip hop coming out all the time?
0: Um. It depends on who it is. It, there's certain artists. I mean. Uh,
1: well, actually, you you did say you you were listening mm-hmm. to Benny and and um mm-hmm. Harry
0: Fraud. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess mm-hmm. you do. Do you have a favorite um hip hop album of two thousand twenty? Oh um thirty eight special twenty twenty the the shit that thirty eight special dropped um I believe that yeah I believe that shit dropped in twenty twenty I think it was called um uh shit damn I forgot the name of the project I, but it, it was a it was a project that thirty eight special dropped
1: I can picture the cover yeah
0: huh I can picture the cover of it I can't think yeah of I, the title I forgot the, I forgot the name I forgot the name of it but it was a, it was a title that um. Excuse me. It was an album that Thirty Eight Special dropped. I believe it was in 2020, and I spoke to Big O about it as well. A, a thousand words. I, I just searched it. It's called A Thousand Words. That that shit is my my favorite project of out of 2020. I I done bumped that shit over 20 times. A thousand words. I mm-hmm. don't know if you check that out, but when, whenever you get a chance, check that project. I feel
1: I feel like I did, but I don't I don't remember that title. Maybe he had more than one release. He last did. Year. He did.
0: He had more than one release. He did. That's one. That's one of his joints.
1: Yeah uh i like i like the benny album a lot from last year that no, was really. really good and um static select uh he's a good friend of mine i i grew up down Not the really? street from him so i'm kind of biased Dope. you know with him i liked his uh release a lot and um i can't think of who else at the
0: moment but i i thought 2020 was a mm-hmm. good year
1: for music and um i don't know i think it's 2021 is looking it really is. good.
0: It is, man. It's putting people, like, in this creative fucking space, man. Like, it's like, yo, like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Like, it's weird. And then, like, I was just telling my friend yesterday, I, like, who, who the fuck would have ever thought, you know, like you said, you was born in 1980. We, you know, me and you, I was born in 88. So we've been around for a decent amount of time. Like, who the fuck would have ever thought that, you know, sometime in life, people will be fucking walking around in medical masks. So I feel like, I don't know, like, COVID just did some shit to, like, musically to, like, you know, even, like I said, big old. He, he sent me a fucking beat not that long ago, and I asked him, I said, Yo, bro, have you been going through something creatively? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he just started busting out laughing. He was like, Yeah, nah, man, like this COVID shit. I don't know, man. It, this, it's like this COVID shit has done something to people's minds, like as far as like music, uh music artists, is, you know, producers. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's weird as fuck, but I'm kind of glad it happened. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's definitely, you know, um, funny that you know the world is like this right now and people got to go outside traveling with fucking medical mask on but i'm kind of glad it happened man because it it definitely elevated me i have definitely went through some shit during covid and um i can't wait for people to hear the project i I can't wait for you to hear it and i can't wait for anybody else to hear it word up
1: um besides the project is there anything else you're really looking forward to in 2021 <clears throat> just anything at all in elevation
0: life. man just elevating my life man I'm getting myself in a different tax bracket you know what i'm saying it's all about um growth you know just growth as a person man growth uh mentally spiritually and financially man so after this project is done once it's out and all that you know we're gonna do what we gotta do probably shoot a couple videos and just you know just elevating life man you know that i feel that's what life is all about anyway you know we should all want to elevate you know we don't want to you know we shouldn't have to want to stay in the same spot you know uh throughout our whole life you know we want to elevate and grow and see different things and do different things and you know become a better person in life man so that's that's all I'm worried about man just elevation that's it right now, do you have any uh like daily spiritual practices like meditation? No, nah, I don't do no meditation, into? man, but I'm trying to I'm trying to start eating better. Uh I was doing that, you know, at at one point back when I was going to the gym and shit like that. I'm trying to get back into it. So just eating better, being more healthy, drinking a lot of water, stuff like that. But I don't do any kind of meditation. i I might get into something like that in the future though. That 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 sounds kind of interesting. Meditation.
1: Yeah, I just I just actually um and basically doing the same thing like this is day four i think of no sugar or flour it's usually something i do every every spring or like after mm. new year's so it's not like something super mm. hard for me but i mean for me that that seems to help out a lot especially with mm-hmm. the summer coming mm-hmm. up That's and, dope. and um meditation has helped me out a lot I, I can't recommend it enough it's just uh it's it's incredible for you know like if you're if you're trying to improve it it's like a um it's like a superpower, it.
0: basically. It, it has so many benefits. Definitely, yeah. I gotta try that, man. I, I've never been into it, but I, I I gotta try that. I would definitely try it for sure.
1: There's an app that someone recommended me. It's called Insight Timer, mm-hmm. and it's free. There's a lot of apps like um Calm or Headspace where you have to pay a, like a monthly fee. This one's free, and it has tons of guided meditations, or you can just like use a timer. But it tracks it all for you. So like, there was a time where I I meditated every day for three years and um the yeah the benefit was incredible and of course I'm like recommending it to everyone and they say no all the time or I'm too busy and then they finally do it and they're you know they're posting like oh I just meditated every day for a year thanks to Craig for bugging me to do this you know and it's just funny how it works out but um is there any skill or talent that you'd love to acquire in your life
0: um I don't know, man. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess like I would have to kind of see the way the way I live, man. I just I just like go along with the vibe. Like if I if I pick up on something, you know I mean? if I meet somebody and, you know, if I discover something new, like oh I never knew I could do that or whatever the case. Like, OK, I, I'll try it out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of the same thing with the rap, man. It's like I said, I, I wasn't I wasn't always a rapper. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I was just going through some shit. And like I said, the first song I made was called "Slay These Bitches." If I was to play that shit for you right now, you'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" It, it was trash. It was it was garbage. I wasn't. You know what I'm saying so. Like I, I you know, I, I was going through shit in life, and I elevated. And I, I decided to take it serious, and I became a fucking music artist. So if I if I see something, you know, later on in life, and be like, "Okay, I could try this out," and I'll just go from there. I'm 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 all about just going off of the vibe and the energy and shit like that. So that's the kind of person I am.
1: Now is there anything that you're good at that most people don't know about? Like any, <clears throat> any uh skills outside of music? Um
0: I don't know. Uh I don't know, not really. I mean I don't really I don't I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I mean I I've always I've always been in acting. I'm not going to lie about that. When I was in high school, I did take an acting class. I you know, I I've always like when I was when I was younger, I kind of like always did want to be like in the entertainment field. But um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. But um, I did I did like the acting shit like that, but I've never, like, did no, like, you know, I did, like, a little thing in drama class in high school, but I never did no serious, like, behind, like, on camera, like, you know, I never did nothing like that. But I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. All right. So um, where have you seen your music shared that have surprised you the I think, most? think, uh... The preordained, that shit ended up on his DJ. Uh, I think his name was DJ DJ Vlad. I think his name was out in Romania. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And um, it was called Night Check. And um, I was on YouTube, and I was checking to, to see how the track was doing. Somebody posted a comment. It was like, oh, I saw the shit on, on Night Check. I said, what the fuck is that? So, you know, we me and I told Big O about it. Me and him, we messaged them, and we found out what it was. And that shit ended up on some, some DJ Vlad, uh, his, his shit, you um, his show out in Romania and I was like, Oh, that shit is crazy. So, um, I was definitely shocked mm-hmm. about that. And I was fired that he's, that he spun it. That was dope. I'm sure Avenue of
1: the Aspects is getting played overseas oh, yeah. a lot too. Cause I, I, cause Big O, you know, he's probably sending mm-hmm. it all over the place, but, mm-hmm. um, you mentioned Ilmatic Il- um, mm-hmm. and it was written as some of your, um, favorite albums do you have a top five like set in stone that's your favorite album it was written
0: for sure um strictly for my niggas by tupac um i would say get rich or die trying by 50 cent because that's a hustle album he can't like that you know I, I, 50 cent man you know he he blew the fuck up and um he came like the, the way the way he blew up was was crazy and I don't think we're going to ever get another Get Rich or Die Trying album, but not just not from 50 Cent alone, but any kind of person, any kind of uh hip hop artist, I don't think we're ever going to get that kind of album again. So definitely Get Rich or Die Trying. Strictly for My Niggas by Tupac. Um, we have uh It Was Written by Nas. The last two... uh Right now I'm gonna go with that thirty eight special man right now for that that like that I really fuck with that album hard body man um a thousand words I'm gonna go with that for number four hmm. and um number five um hmm. I don't know, I don't know i mean it's, there's definitely a few albums that I fucked with in the past, but something that I played over and over and over and over again um for the fifth one I can't really think of that i i I'll, I'll go I'll stick with those four right now all
1: right, and um Well, the thing with Fifty Cent that came to mind when you were mentioning him is Mm -hmm. the mixtapes. Like he he was just like killing it, like no one else ever had in the mixtape game. And um, for you, like being in that area. We're, were the mixtapes just like all over the place? Just
0: like, yeah, I know about it. Like crazy, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Do I mean, you, like, you know, that um, he came up with the how to rob shit and all that. Like, 50 Cent was big, 50 Cent, 50 Cent, um, was big like when I was like a freshman in high school, you know, what I'm saying like 2000, uh, shit. what year was that? 2002, I think it was 2002. So, like, around that time, like, you know, me and my brother, like, he put on like a, um, I think this time he was doing the smack DVDs. I don't know if you remember those, the smack DVDs. Yeah, it, you know, yeah. um, we was watching yeah. like a Fifty Cent joint. He was talking about how he was running from the cops, all kind of shit. So like, yeah, Fifty Cent was big around that time when I was a freshman in school and that shit. So I, I, I was, I was aware of him before Get Rich or Die Trying came out. But then when Get Rich or Die Trying came out, he had like he had everything on Smash. Man, he, he, he was, he was on top of the world back around that time. So I definitely knew about him for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Um let's see um well we're, we're getting um uh, it's been about 45 mm. minutes so we could probably wrap up Word. in a minute um let's see do you want to uh, give any shout outs and let people know where they can find you online before i ask they can find questions? me everywhere man
0: i don't be on twitter no more man but you know I mean, if you want to get at me directly you know facebook i'm gonna create an instagram soon <clears throat> me and Big O was talking about that you know my music's all over the place you can find my music everywhere apple music Bandcamp, spotify all that um definitely want to give a shout out to big old p-rob Doughboy tony shari sci-fi i don't know if that's really his name but he's an african dude you're gonna you're gonna hear about him on um journey of choices he's a he's a dope ass artist big shout out to franny l he came through for us in the clutch he's a dope ass fucking artist i don't understand how that man is not no uh he doesn't have more recognition than he does um shout out to fucking um uh to uh uh fucking kriya kriya she's a dope artist as well you're gonna hear about her on the project um and everybody else man that just you know did their thing and you know um just you know helped out with the project and shit word up
1: um yeah i was gonna say um there's a friend of mine and this is probably gonna air in a few days Mm -hmm. not not tomorrow but um he's he's got an album he's, Mm -hmm. he's dropping tomorrow uh, I definitely would recommend you check it out because I, I think you'd like it based on mm-hmm. the people you listen to. But um, he's from Portsmouth, New Hampshire, where I'm from uh, New Hampshire, originally not, not Maine, sure. but um, he's a young kid. He's like 20, between 26 and 30. I forget how old, but his name's Neff, N-E-F. And uh, he moved down to uh, Brooklyn and uh, he connected with Static and Term. And he's been working in Term's um, recording studio, mm-hmm. Time is Money. And he's. He's got a, um, a project coming out with Rome okay. streets sometime this year. Rome, Rome streets is probably my favorite artist okay. in the last year or two. And, um, he's got his, uh, like a producer album coming out tomorrow and it's got little fame on it and just a bunch of people. It's it, really incredible from what oh, I've heard so oh. far. So, um,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll send you the link for it tomorrow for sure.
1: when it comes out. But, um, what was the exact release? I don't date? know the exact release date,
0: but it's gonna be it's gonna be out either late this month or early next month. It, but between April and May, it will be out. I don't know the exact date. Now, also, my, my, I meant to give it a shout out to my boy Maze Rockwell as well. That's my bad because you know he he he's been my boy for a minute. But it's it's coming out either late this month or early next month.
1: Now, is it gonna be on Spotify and title and in like yeah. everything like YouTube and everywhere you can find everywhere it, it you can find there. stuff.
0: All right, so um, do you listen to not any really, podcasts not really, um, sometimes it depends, it depends. Sometimes I do, like if it's like you know, if it's something I, that I'm, you know, if I want to hear, I, I might check it out, but not all the time. I'm not gonna to lie to you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, well, it's funny because for, for me, like five or six years ago, my friend um he put me onto this show, the Tim Ferriss show, and it's like I, I've never learned so much from anything in my life. It's from that show, and um, so I listen to all these other podcasts, and they've that's what made me want to do this show really is because I was learning so much and it was having such a huge impact. But so I like to end the show with a, Mm -hmm. on a positive note and give people some inspiration. So if there's anyone out there, like they they're at rock bottom or they're about to be in their life completely sucks and they Mm -hmm. feel completely hopeless. What advice would you give them on like taking some steps in the right direction and, and uh,
0: getting their life together a little uh, bit, man. <clears throat> just you know, just try your best, man. To um, try to keep everything together, man. Just you know, just you know, just take everything one day at a time. You know, what I'm saying, breathe. Don't rush nothing. Um, you know, sometimes you just have to not. You know, it, it's it's cool if people want to offer advice, man. But you know, when when it comes to if you're at rock bottom and you're going through some shit, but sometimes it's best to just kind of just isolate yourself from everybody and just take a breather and just think about, you know, what position you're in at the moment. And then, you know, where, where, where would you like to be? You know, how, how you know, how, where would you like to be? And how do you see yourself getting out of the current situation? You know what I'm saying? And, um, just take everything one day at a time. That's all I can really say. That's all I can really say when it comes to that. Cause you know, I've definitely been there.
1: Yeah. That's a good answer. Thank you for that. And, uh, I really appreciate you joining me on this call. I'm I'm really sorry about the, uh, setbacks and technical difficulties at the beginning but I'm glad we could do this and uh, thanks again to Big O for, for making <clears throat> this happen um, definitely look up Big O on um, Spotify, wherever Instagram he's on a lot but uh, he's a great producer
0: and he's yeah got a he lot is He is man for there. sure that's my boy man and also man we, de- we definitely gotta connect again too man because like I said <clears throat> once the project is out there's gonna be a lot of breaking down a lot of dissecting man so if, if, if you want to talk about any of the tracks that's on there later on in the future I'm definitely down for it Work. yeah
1: that's cool we can definitely do that
0: all right thank you thanks no a problem. lot thanks I really, for having really, me, really appreciate it the.